Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave Mave Dartinez, Pierre Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Shit Never Ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 435, a return to form. I, I mean, not really form for this season, but... Some form? Drawing. Uh, it's a form we definitely haven't seen in a long time. I can Correct. tell you that. It's, it's amazing what happens when you score and then keep scoring. Or, score, or just the fact that you could score more than two goals. Yeah. I, the stat came up during the game. This is the first time we scored three goals since it was August of last year. So almost the full year. I, I don't know the last time we scored four, honestly. It's been a while. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. Um, wasn't the Austin game last year like that a crazy 3-4 win? It's, it is possible. Wouldn't surprise me if that was also the same game we scored three in. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So four nothing win over Atlanta at home. A very big rebound game for the Red Bulls after their midweek draw. <clears throat> Before we get into our thoughts, do you have the uh, tweets? Yes. 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 Um, at Red Coach J Jeremiah said, "Oh Atlanta, can we play you every week?" And of course with Nelson's, ha ha. And then our friend Eddie Pierre Delecto said, I'd like to continue from my post from last year's Pride game versus Atlanta. Uh, 
I don't know if you know this one, Jay, but he should have burned more. He should have burned more. General Sherman, he should have burned more. I mean, I think we, I think we burned him pretty hard. So, uh, Ed Ritter at Ed Ritter sixty said Red Bulls were pretty good, but Atlanta was awful in the final third, and I am fine with that. I am completely fine with that. I have no complaints. Uh, at NYC underscore tie say no to fascist says definitely been a much better club since halftime Wednesday. No idea what Troy said Wednesday night, but the difference has been tight night and day. Yeah, scoring football it's amazing. Um, Creepy Taxi, Steven Santos said, finally a win we can say we are proud of this year. We looked good from start to finish. Amen to that. And then finally, Ruchesco said, probably would have been a different game if Atlanta had Miles Robinson. Thanks, Gold Cup. I mean, we had no Tolkien, so, you know. I call that even Stevens. Yep. All right, let's get into this one with our likes and dislikes. So, Truman, you're first. What do you dislike the most about this game? Nothing. What's the dislike? That we didn't uh, get five. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean, I think, like Steven said, it's it was a complete game from start to finish. So I can't. I don't. I got nothing. I, I oh, uh, let's. How about um, not knowing until last minute that Dante Vanzier was injured? How about that? I had no idea. Sure. So there you go. I'll go with that. The, him and Bill uh, Nealis are still hurt. There you go. That, that's that's yeah. a dislike. That we two yeah. of our starters are hurt. Yep. <laughs> when when was the last time you could think of that we had a, a game where our dislikes are basically like uh, we really couldn't think of anything? So let's pull something out of our ass. It's been ages. It's been ages. It's, I mean, we usually just say the same thing every week, that grown, grown, great defense, grown, grown, can't score. Well, now we had great defense with an actual <laughs> offense. I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah, great defense. Yeah, yeah, scored four goals. All right. Uh, likes for this game. Um, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who had the who had the brace in the second half? Uh, Frankie Amaya did. I, I thought it was Amaya, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. It yeah, was. I'll, I'll I'll say that his brace. Granted, I think the second goal was pure luck because of deflection. But you know what? When that happens, that's that's what, good teams get. That good mm-hmm. teams get the get the the luck like that. Yep. Um. So the fact that we scored the third goal and that we didn't give up and he got his brace in the second half that that's my like. And I, did you just crash again? No, I'm I'm right here. Okay, I, I stopped hearing you for a second. So no, no, I, I'm here. Don't we? All? It'll crash eventually. It's fine. We we've all grown a cups in the. That <laughs> I, I got uh, my fing, I got my finger above the tech problem. So you're ready, ready for it. You're ready, so I can log back in quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give it to Edelman's first goal because that was a ripper. Um, when the ball came to him, I. I have to look in super slow-mo to see if it even touched the ground because it was that close. It was like that close to the ground. So I don't know if it just barely bounced or if it was just about to bounce and hit the ground. Um, but that was an absolute rocket of a goal. That was a rocket. That's how you do it. You score in the first half. You get the fans pumped up. You keep them in the game. You keep them in the game. 
instead of them like literally having not being on the edge of your seat excited, I just see like, oh my God, please for the love of God, do something. So that that's my honestly my big like of this one is just scoring early um, and then eventually scoring often. Yep. Uh, afterthoughts. Uh, for me, a- after this game, a certain clip came to mind. I'm going to play it real quick. It's only a, few, a second or two. I hope somebody gets this. Truman, Truman didn't get it, which is kind of surprising, but let's hope, hopefully somebody else gets it. A D for Delightful. Yeah. This was a delightful game. It, it was, was nice delightful. not to have to, to worry about stressing out about us not winning or draw, even drawing in for that matter. It was nice to kind of take it easy. Yeah. I mean, again, because, you know, again, they they dominated the game beginning to end. Two nothing at the half. That's what you, that's I mean, can't feel any better than that. They're, they usually don't typically don't blow uh, two goal leads. Uh, that usually comes later in the season, the playoffs. Well, that's anyway, because we don't have two goal leads. Correct. <laughs> correct. Um, and to again score the third and still really press them hard to score the fourth. Now, again, uh, you know, kind of off a crazy deflection, but they were still going for it. And they're actually, they were going for a fifth goal too. So that's not messing around. They, they were trying to score five. Oh, they um, absolutely were. And that's what I like to see that, that, you know, the foot was on the gas. They never let off in the entire game. How mad do you think Struber is if he if he watched this game? And the reason I bring it up, so I was looking, I was trying to figure out when the score, the goals got scored. And by the way, Christian Caseros Jr. scored right before halftime, so that yep. was a dagger. Yeah. Um. But we had 34 percent of the ball, 274 passes, 66 percent pass accuracy. Those are Struber error numbers, and yet we won for nothing. Yep. I don't know. Maybe the players are finally getting motivated. I mean, this could go all right to shit this weekend. Let's just oh, say absolutely that right could. Now. It, it could go could. right to hell. I mean, get to at least enjoy it for one week. Yeah. Yeah, it's very it, it's very possible that this is all going to go downhill quickly, but I'll take it for what it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. We got a couple more days to worry about that. So. Yeah. I mean, our goal difference went from minus five to minus one. So. And we're only where is it? We're only three points off a playoff spot now. <sighs> You'd think a four point week would get you in there, but it didn't. Yeah. We as as much as we play nineteen games, we still have time. We're on the we're actually on the lower end in terms of the table, in terms of matches played, so the good news is that we are um a a couple points ahead of NYCFC. Yes. So take that for what it what it's worth. With it with the game in hand. Mm-hmm. We're only twenty points off the lead of the Eastern Conference. We we got this. Oh no, not a problem. Not a problem. <clears throat> All right. Uh, any other afterthoughts? No. I was glad I was able to watch it from start to finish uh, on the old big screen TV, and uh, had a great time. And let me say this, by the way. Shout out to uh, Village Pizza in Georgetown, Massachusetts, because they actually know how to make a pizza that folds. And you guys don't understand who still live in Jersey and New York. That's hard to find up here. 
forget about New Hampshire. They they don't even know what pizza is. They just throw toppings on a circle. That's it. Is it basically uh, like Chicago style, where it's just a huge piece of bread and and too no, much sauce and everything? No, like that? it's it's still it's still like a thin crust, but the way they make it, it doesn't fold. And I'm sorry, if the pizza doesn't fold, it's not fucking pizza. What is it like? Way too hard or something? It's like Elliot. Yeah, it's just it's it's a little stiff. It's 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 a little stiff. Even like a plane in New Hampshire, that you know, you get the plain pizza, smaller pieces than your regular slice. And it's just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to pick it up and it's not going to bend and I don't have to fold it. Like it's just a, a crispier crust. No, thank you. Fold in half, three strips on your plate. That's how you do it. I found a pizza like that in Florida, of all places. They, they're probably from New York originally or New Jersey. Probably. Although. Only explanation. They had, I think. Uh, you know, this is actually kind of good because I could talk about my injury. Uh, but to so the pizza, um, I, they had a Jersey pizza, and I don't remember this. It was exact thing. It was like uh, meatballs, but like extra, like specific kind of cheese or something like that. And I'm like, I don't remember this pizza ever being specifically for New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just weird things that people think of Jersey slash New York pizza, like in terms of toppings. It's not about it's not about the toppings. It's about the crust. Right, right. It's how it's made. Toppings don't. Toppings you can put the fucking same toppings in everywhere. It's 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 the crust. It's the foldability. It's the yeah. size. Yeah. Th- those are the big things. And and I will say this real quick. The New Hampshire pizza. It's not terrible. It's not. But but it just it's not the real stuff. Well, I can't not. wait because I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be back in New Jersey next weekend. Um. And priority number one is pretty much pizza. That is priority number one. Priority number two is Wawa. You're going to stock up on that iced tea, aren't you? Uh, yeah, of course I am. What do you think? <laughs> I'm a psychopath? Yeah, you better believe it. At least two, maybe three. Because the two go by pretty quick, I must say. So I have to plan it out how many. So I'll be there next weekend. So we've got to get two or three. And then I think we're going to be back in August. Um, so yeah, so I gotta, I gotta really space it out. All right. So speaking of my vacation, um, Truman mentioned it on the last episode. <clears throat> sort which, of following which, oh, wait, Hold on real quick, which by the way, this episode is already longer than that one. Now go ahead. And if it's, actually, yes, I start actual start to finish. We're already longer than that one. <laughs> and I'm talking, and I'm talking cause I edited it for you and I was, all the music and everything. Anyway, um, so down in Florida, had a great first day, great second day, up until the part where the Bonamon uh, has a door open and a wave hits it from the side. And me standing there without uh, sandals or anything on my feet slip and fall because, of course, it's a wet floor on a boat. And that's going to happen. <laughs> and as I go down, I try to support myself and not crash into the side of the boat and break something except i smashed my arm against something and get a deep gash i possibly tore an mcl i'm still waiting to figure that one out and sprained my thumb so i got to out of, out of my seven days in florida <laughs> four of them were, were pretty much resting an injury in florida at, at least at least i got to watch the red bulls game live which 
wasn't a great game, but I got to watch it live. I didn't have to worry about being rude because I was at somebody's house. I was concerned. They were like, oh, watch it. It's fine. You literally Seinfeld episode yourself. You realize that, right? Yeah, I know. That's what you did. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was my vacation. Most of the time spent on the couch. Hmm. <laughs> I wish I wish I could say I had some cool story like some wrestler got mad at me and took me out, but that's not the case. Yeah, Rikishi didn't hit you with his car and then said, I did it for the rock. No, I didn't blow myself up and then come back a week later because yeah. I realized it was a stupid idea. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. Uh, the Red Bulls are what seems like forever finally playing a road game. <laughs> I think we I think our last three matches were all at home and we had that two-week break, so it was just a weird time. Uh, Red Bulls will travel to take on Columbus this Saturday, July 8th. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Columbus comes into the game overall with a 9-4-6 and six record, 38 points, number five in the East. And on a pretty good stretch of runs in the last five, four wins, zero losses, and a draw. So they are definitely a hot team at the moment. Uh, so predictions, I honestly want to say win because I, fe- I, I feel good about the last week. But I gotta be realistic. I do not think, as good as the Red Bulls play against Atlanta, Columbus is obviously better, and it means we're going to struggle. I think, realistically, we're going to either have a very tight loss or a draw, and I'm going to err on the the draw side of this. I am going to go with a one-one road draw, which honestly, in the grand scheme of things. It would not be the worst result this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they need to in the playoff spot. And you're right. I think in the grand scheme, it draws great. Um, I was really just going to go the opposite, whatever you said. Uh, so I guess I got to go with a loss. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm only a point behind. But here, the the problem I feel this year is that they give you comp, they give you hope. And they're going to get that spot where maybe they can, you know, get a few points and, and get into a playoff spot. And then crap happens. The Orlando game happened. And I think this is going to happen because they're coming to uh, Columbus and playing a really good team. Uh, I, I think Atlanta was vulnerable and we clearly saw that and we were home. Uh, this is a different story. Uh, defense still, I think it's going to play great. I guess we're just going with the classic ones because we will never, ever predict they'll score more than one goal. And I guess, uh, I guess I have to go with the one nothing loss. I guess. Um, do we even know what's going on with Dante Van Zier? If he's going to be healthy, I don't know. Um, but it's just going on the gut feeling that this team, they got our hopes up, and now they're going to crush them. And next week we'll just go back at it them again. So basically, we're flipping our predictions from last week. Yes, because I had the loss, the one nothing loss, and you had one one your house. So yeah, because I, I just don't have the confidence in scoring a bunch of goals again. I just don't. I feel like no. it's an aberration. No, they don't. They don't have the firepower. I, I hope, to, I'm hoping. Yeah, they they don't they don't have the firepower. It, I mean, that's fine. It's just how it is going to be this year, right? Like the most we can hope for realistically is two a game, but. 
that two game should accompany a zero zero. Right. If they score two goals in this game, win, lose, or draw, um, that'll give, I, I feel, for me, an honest sign that, that this is going to be the sign to think of things to come, that something is clicking with the team, and we can confidently predict them scoring more than one goal a game. But not yet. I am just, I'm just not there yet. I, I don't remember who said in the tweets, but it, it really did feel like halftime Wednesday was a turning point. My My concern is, we went from Wednesday to Saturday, right? That was not a short time, or that's not a long time, right? So you you kind of just had the momentum. Having mm-hmm. a week off and having to travel, does that kill that momentum from those the game and a half, basically, that they started showing up again? I hope that's. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they they show up and they continue. But I I I think you're right. If we if they scored two goals. Honestly, if they score two goals, I think worst case is we get a draw. I don't think we lose on scoring two goals. Mm-hmm. Because the the defense has been very good this year. I mean, there was one bad game. Oh, and yeah. It was literally the Orlando game. And, yep. and honestly, in the Orlando game, really only one goal was our fault because one was a penalty and one was when we got counterattacked when we were down a man that we shouldn't have been. So... I trust the defense. If the offense shows up and gives us two goals, I think minimum we walk away with a point. <clears throat> so again, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Yes. Yes. All right. New York Red Bulls two. Uh, they won their last match three one versus uh, Cincinnati two. So their record right now in MLS Next Pro is seven four and four. 27 points plus five goal difference, number four in the Eastern Conference. Uh, if anybody's trying to do the math, remember, just they had this weird thing in MLS Next Pro where if you win, I, I think they do penalty kicks if they they draw, you get like three points. If you lose, you get one or something like that. So 27 points does not magically add up math-wise with that record. Um. Their next match is going to be this Sunday, July 2nd, at uh, Inter-Miami 2, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Gotham FC, uh, they won. The, they also won their last match, a 2-1 mm-hmm. at home versus the Chicago Red Stars. That puts them at 6-3-4, and four, 21 points, plus two goal difference, number five in the NWSL. Um, I have not what had a crazy chance. league. <laughs> I was Say I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of these games or maybe any of them, but just from remembering how Gotham has been over the last few years, this is a marked improvement because they were what like next to or last in the league for pretty much the last two years, mm-hmm. and now they're top half of the league in the playoffs. Like that's a very good improvement. Um, and Gotham's next match is on Sunday at home versus Angel City, uh, 5.30 p.m. So if you want to do it, you could, in theory, watch two games back-to-back. What the hell is he doing? Yeah. I mean, it's July 4th weekend. You're probably just going to sit at home anyway. Like, put soccer on for your barbecue. Yeah. All right. With that, something else to watch during July 4th weekend is uh, F1. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! 
That really doesn't kill. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It's 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 amazing every time. I I just got the season five of uh, Drive to Survive, and I got to the Ferrari episode, and I was like, oh, that is so sweet to hear. Yeah. Did you (laughs) now? uh, I believe I had to say you had to. What is it? It was the um, the Montreal race where I needed you to steal a soundbite. I have not done that yet. But you knew, but we did talk about the soundbite, and that was Max saying, "I think I hit a bird." <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think I hit a bird. And then there Sweet. was one. There was one from the the. Um, There's one from Yuki. I. Uh, yeah, the one from Yuki with the race prior. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Are you trying to kill me?" <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right. So listen. Did you did you hear the big the big news this week in Formula One? Because there's big news. Uh, are we talking about the, the new team in 26? No, no. Not a new team. Uh, there's new ownership. New ownership. Or or oh. I, I don't think it's full ownership, but um, something going You see what's going on in Alpine? Oh, God. They have new investors, and those investors are the Wrexham boys, Ryan Reynolds, Rob Oh, McElhinney, you got to be kidding me. And Michael B. Jordan have all invested in Alpine. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So that I think that I think broke a couple days ago. That was the big news going on. Ryan Reynolds, buddy, you are just throwing this money around because I don't know if you knew this, but he was also trying to bid on uh, the Ottawa Senators. I remember that. I remember hearing that. Yep. So 20, 20, 24% in Alpine, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's, so it's just about a quarter, of a, quarter of the. Yeah. <laughs> big chunk so um, so we got so we got welcome to Wrexham. So presumably there'll be an f1 show now what what would what would the uh, alpine show be well there probably won't be because it's drive to survive and i i guarantee they wouldn't allow another show yeah but the teams all do their own stuff anyway right like red bull does yeah, their like, own, their yeah, own they youtube, do their videos, YouTube videos yeah you could do which if you haven't seen yuki and max drive monster trucks that's a funny video to watch you have to watch that yeah, that's on YouTube. That that's that's pretty hilarious. Uh, but all right, we got to talk. I guess we got to talk about the weekend because it's a big one. It's a big weekend because it is in Austria, and I think Max is getting to get you know looking for some revenge since he finished second last year to Charles Leclerc, and I don't think he wants to finish two second two years in a row in their yeah. home, the big home race, right? Um, so as you see, tomorrow morning is qualifying. Because then you have the sprint shootout and you have the sprint on Saturday before the race on Sunday. Uh, this is one of my, f- uh, I mean, obviously Monaco is number one. Um, Baku is probably number two. But this for like actual um, tracks is probably my, my third favorite because I love the view. It's in Austria. And it's just the mountains in the background and it's beautiful countryside. And then you have that gigantic bowl statue thing, whatever that is. Um, well, it's Red really Bull's cool track, right? So. Right. Yeah. But it's it's got the cool red, like the cool bowl there. It's really cool to look at. A um, lot of inclines and stuff. This this is a fun race to watch. Uh, I'll be I'll be at work, but, you know, I'm going to be watching at work. I'm going to be watching everything. I'm working the whole weekend and I'm watching everything. I don't give a damn. Stop me. Stop me if you dare. <laughs> So, speaking of the sprint stuff, right? So, in Drive to Survive, 
I guess it, the stuff got introduced in 22, the, the sprints, right? Because before that, did, apparently this, they never did the sprint races. The way it was done in 22 was that they used the order, the finishing order of the sprint race as the qualifying. Correct. Which they're not doing anymore. Do you know why they went away from that? Because I feel like that would have made the sprint actually more interesting. I don't know. And I, I thought so too. I thought that's what made the sprints a little more exciting last year. I don't, I don't, I'm not on I don't know. I'm sure it's somebody, Google, somebody complained Google search away, but that's too much work for us. We don't yeah. really, so, of, course, of course, somebody probably complained, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know. All right. But that's good to know. I got to pay attention to, uh, so the sprint shootout, I think is the qualifying for the sprint race. That's like like six a.m. It's that's yes, yeah, six a.m. Yeah, we'll not be conscious for that. I mean, it'll be recorded on the DVR, but <laughs> I was gonna say that's why you just watch it in in DVR order. Yeah, I mean, practice one is seven thirty our time, so yeah, sure is. <laughs> well, hey, at least you get to watch qualifying at work tomorrow, right? Oh you'll yeah, watch, you'll watch qualifying work. I can't, I can't do that. Yep. No, that that'll be happening. Shh. Nah, none of you know where I work anyway, except for maybe like five of you, so it's fine. <laughs> right. So, not F1 related. I talked to you about this kind of briefly. This weekend, NASCAR is doing a street race in on the actual streets of Chicago. And supposedly, from what I've read this week, this is the first time in NASCAR history they're doing an actual street-style race on actual streets, like not a street course. That's like a pretty right, like Watkins Glen. Race. Watkins Glen is a street course. It's not yeah. on actual roads. But this is like the first time NASCAR is doing an actual street race. They should have to avoid like potholes the whole time too, and traffic. Well. If IndyCar is any indication when they do their street races, those streets are not redone. So, <laughs> like, you know, when F1 comes to town, there's like fresh pavement down. Right. But no, like, Indy, like, I saw some like highlights of like IndyCar in Detroit, and it was like, well, Jesus Christ, this is like regular streets. Why the fuck are they racing on it? Yeah, I, I want to see them dodging traffic and dodging potholes. I. I might watch a little bit of the NASCAR race just because I'm curious. I'm, I'm right. curious to see what it would look like. Also, they have to go down Wacker Drive, and I want uh, the Blues Brothers song to be playing the whole time. I mean, that's only natural, right? I mean, that, that's they all have to wear the Blues Brothers shades and hat the whole race, and they all have to have the speakers on their car. Yeah, home ball, please. That would be <laughs> even better. That's the pace car. The pace car is the old cop car with a giant speaker on top. <sighs> Man, NASCAR should hire us. We got yeah, they're ideas. idiots. Like, why why don't we have a job with them already? <laughs> Literally, we, do you know how many views they would get? How many more views they would get because of that? Millions. Millions of people. Oh, yeah. God, we're trying to put in the work for you. <clears throat> uh, number one, less oval tracks. <laughs> oh, that, right off the bat. There'd be There'd be two, maybe three. Daytona, Talladega, I don't know. We'll get them over. And go race to Indianapolis. Yeah. Because I don't think they do that right now. Or maybe they do. I think maybe it's like the Brickyard or whatever. Anyway. 
I got an oval track. They get on, <laughs> they get on the island ramp on the 95 here down to the next exit, turn around and come back the other way. So it's still a bunch of left-hand turns. And there's a gas station right here, and that's where they have to get gas. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine they all try to pit. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. I think they got like eight pumps over there. Got 20-something cars lining up. I'm sure we could design a track using New Jersey Turnpike around Newark. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With the airport and the uh, eastern and western spurs, we could we could get something together. Yeah. God, it's like we're making basketball with cars now, though. San Francisco with all of them. San Francisco with the hills. Yep. <laughs> you get you get points for Dukes of Hazard airtime. Yeah, there's definitely a jump. The jump's a shortcut. <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Okay, so Red Bull rumor uh, is uh, Christian Caceres is rumored to be uh, on a transfer list to FC Toulouse of League One for a League total all. for a total compensation of one million dollars if certain incentives are achieved. That news is courtesy of uh, Tom Bogert, who is admittedly a big name in MLS circles. So I don't think he would come out with this unless he had some good sources. Uh, But personally, I don't think that Red Bull would do that for such low price. Uh, Caceres is, is, his contract is up at the end of the year. And I've hoped between Aaron Long and, and Kyle Duncan that they realize, hey, we should actually make money on these guys before they leave on a free transfer. But hopefully you know, they're not stupid enough to, for that little money. You know what they should do with Christian? Just give him the captain's R band, then let him go. I mean, that's just tradition. Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably gone at the end of the year either way, right? Uh, more than likely. Because he's been here, what, like almost five years now? Yeah. He probably wants to move on and do something else. And who could blame him? <laughs> no, after the last few years, no. Yes. Um, I don't have it on here, but it, it occurred to me as we were talking. Uh, so Inter-Miami, not only are they getting Messi, they are going to get Tata Martino. As that coach. was just announced this morning, or was that yesterday? I think the rumor was yesterday. I think it was official today. I don't remember exactly when. Um, which, funny enough, that you know the guy who just bombed out of Mexico is going <laughs> to come in and coach Messi. Last place, Inter Miami, really showing their uh, what their ambitions are. Yeah, it's called make make Messi happy. Yeah, and that's why the other news is Sergio Busquets is going to join Miami on a free transfer after his mm-hmm. contract's up, I think, at the end of this month. So, like, Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah. They're, they're going to try to build a powerhouse team. We'll see how it goes, because I, I, I think LA, LA Galaxy proved that you can't just bring in a superstar and have it work out. No, I mean, not Red, right off the bat. The, the Red Bulls, well, Ibrahimovic didn't amount to much. I think they've lost all their playoff games to them, right? 
But you got to remember, they did win MLS Cup with with Beckham, and uh, but they had an actual team was on the team, right? They did, but you can you can buy a few players and win a championship. Um, just takes a little bit. Ask yeah. the Miami Heat; they know. Took them a couple years. I mean, the, the, ask the Red Bulls; they built, they got Thierry Henry, Rafa Marquez, Tim Cahill, and all of it amounts to zero titles. Yep. Oh, we didn't even win a shield until all three of those were gone. No. We want to show you Thierry Henry. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, you're and right. Pecky was coach. Right, Pecky's right, first right. year as coach. Because if yeah. you remember, Thierry Henry handed him the shield and said, This is yours, this is yours. Take it to the fans. Yeah, you're right. Come on, man. Come on. I should have known better. All right. Um, anything else for Dumping Ground? Uh Gold Cup. Uh, that's right. I, just, I, so, I watched that game yesterday. Give me, give me the soundbite because I think we all know who the terrible team of the week is. That's terrible. I don't even know where this place is. I didn't know it was a place because uh, I don't go to the islands on vacations. But St. Kitts and Nevis, I mean, promptly annihilated, as should have been the case. That is exactly what the U.S. should have done, was beat their brains in for an entire 90 minutes. So that was good to see. You know, I'm pretty sure I've been there before. Because it's a dual island country. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was there before on a cruise. Hmm. Well, damned if I knew where it was. I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly where it was, but I think I was there. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so that's there. The Brit- so I went to, the, I think it was the British Virgin Islands. Pretty sure it was then St. Kitts and Nevis, and then I went to Puerto Rico. Maybe St. Kitts was first, but it was, yeah. I imagine it's, it's this a long time the size ago. of a thimble. Um, yeah, the island's pretty small. I'm pretty sure we can fit, like, so looking at the map, I don't know if I can get the scale to work out. I'm guessing it's roughly, I'm going to say it's, like, roughly 15 miles wide. There's yeah, a decent so amount. Of, it looks like a decent Thimble-esque. amount of space. Thimble-esque. Yeah, Thimble-esque. It's, it's, there's technically two islands as part of the, the nation, but... It's definitely... Uh, yeah, I think I was there. But yeah, but, I mean, back, back to the you know Back to the U.S., they put themselves in the spot they should be, and that's top of the table uh, with a massive goal differential. So, going into their last game. So Hopefully enough, they because be. they're only one goal ahead of Jamaica. Or is, it, or is it two? Is Jamaica, I think, one four nothing, right? Uh, no, I thought it was five one. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that. I thought it was. I just saw the goal difference was four for them. Uh, Jamaica beat Trinidad Tobago four to one. Four. We beat so the goal difference. It's six to three. Right. Okay, so three goal difference is big. Big enough gap, I think. 
as long as we win. Yeah. The, sh- yeah. the shocking thing was that Mexico actually jumped after their Nations League um, shit show. They beat Honduras for nothing. Oh, wait, what the fuck? Qatar's in it again? Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you explain that? That's actually the thing I was going to ask. Why are they in this? I, I, I know traditionally we can invite people, but what? Why? I get I don't before know. I get before the World Cup because they were the, the World Cup hosts. Yep. But they had their own fucking confederation. I mean, I'm guessing it's in whatever kind of contract they sign, you know, for this, but I I don't get it. I mean, they played in the Gulf Cup literally in January. You know what it probably is? Because, like you said, it's probably some uh, contractual thing because, what, Europe is going through their Nations League stuff right now? Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think they had their final already, but they, they, they're they they're pretty much done. They don't have a confederation tournament this year. Uh Countable doesn't have anything until we play uh, next year. Right, Copa America, I think we're hosting next year. Yeah, Af- Africa's January. Uh, I don't know when Asia or Oceania plays theirs, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't <laughs> fight Qatar anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, I, they're they're basically looking for opponents, and that's oh. Actually, they are going to the Asia Cup in, in January of 24. I see that. <laughs> they're keeping now. busy. They are keeping busy. Now that they're actually going to have to qualify for a tournament again. Right. It's, you tell. Yeah, anyway, I thought that was weird. I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize they were in this. Well, hopefully we won't see them again. Yeah. Doubtful. I I doubt it. Uh, Let's see. So after in Group B, after one match, Qatar is in third with one point. They played two matches so far. They have one point with a minus one goal difference. I think Mexico and Haiti played tonight. Yep, they played ten o'clock tonight. That's why. Standings. So I think if they if Mexico ties Haiti, they're pretty much both those are going through anyway. So, <clears throat> all right. So is that it for dumping ground? And that is it. Terrible team of the week. Okay. That so is- since since we did the terrible team of the week already, there's only one segment left now, and that's Pat's betting corner. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Pat's betting corner, brought to you by Betstamp. There's a few matches I like this week, the first one being a big one, actually, and that is Cincinnati at home against New England. This is a battle between the two top teams in the East right now, and I, you know what? I like Cincinnati at home, and the best odds you can get for them are over at the Caesars app. Another match I like this week is Orlando over Chicago. Chicago is hapless, has been hapless all season. Orlando hanging in there at in seventh place in the East. That's what I'm going with. By taking a look at the Betstamp app, you can find the best odds for Orlando is also over at Caesars. But don't take my word for it. Download the Betstamp app today and enter promo code RBRANT. That's all one word. And start taking out sportsbooks today. I just love that jam. Yeah, I don't know where he found that music, but that's pretty good. Yeah. 
You're not going to say it? What? Bet with your head net over it? Ah, they know already. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Truman's too obsessed with the music to care about the other yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, how great was Forbidden Door, everybody? That was a great pay-per-view. But I, I, I did one, not watch it. I got one complaint. Started at 7 o'clock. If you're going to go four hours. Going to midnight on a Sunday night. WWE and AEW is like killing everybody. People have to work the next day. Started at seven, four hours, go to 11. I'm I'm okay with that. I remember when AEW started and their pay-per-views were a tight two hours. Yeah. Yep. And again, it was a great show. All the matches were awesome. Um, Freaking Brian Danielson apparently fractured his arm. So he's at like six to eight weeks and he had to go another 10 minutes at his match with a, with a screwed up arm. Oh, and Sting almost killed himself last last night, jumping uh, off a ladder oh, onto a table. I, fuck, I saw that because it popped up my YouTube feed. What the fuck is 60-something-year-old Sting thinking there? Sting. First of all, let's let's say this real quick. Uh, if you don't like wrestling, you can tune out. It's fine. We'll see you next week. This um, is the end of the show, basically. Yeah, yeah right. Sting. I, I, the fact that he is still wrestling at, I think he's like 62 or 63, 64, right around there, right? Early 60s at a pretty high level is extremely impressive. He's not doing the things he shouldn't be doing, right? Um, he's wrestling smart. I'm all building to this joke, getting on a goddamn ladder. Um, right, he's not, he's not like trying to do like moonsaults, crazy stuff, but Sting, if you're going to climb a ladder that's in a ring, jump off the ladder onto two tables that are next to each other on the floor, can you guys move the tables closer to the ring before you do it? Because I looked at that distance. I'm like, that's a distance Darby Allen can reach. That's a distance Jeff Hardy can reach. Sammy Guevara can reach that. 60-something-year-old Sting ain't going through both those tables, and he did not. He didn't really go through one. He kind of got through the one. Um, I, that's, that's all I ask. If you're going to do it, you know, no one's going to tell Sting what to do. Should have just had the tables closer. That's all. It, it's a good a thing that spot did not. It's a good thing that spot did not involve Sammy Guevara moving because that would have been a bad ending if that was the case. Yes. Yeah. He's he thankfully stayed in one spot. Uh, but then I mean, getting props, he he apparently hurt himself, but he got up and finished that match, and um, that's what these pros do. But Sting, take care of yourself, bud. You're almost at the finish line. Don't you don't have to do these crazy things. The fans love you no matter what. They loved it when you were jousting baseball bats with Jericho. So that's that's fine. I mean, some of his best work was when he was in WCW and literally did not wrestle. He was just would come he was down hanging the out ra- the rafters. Yeah, literally. He just <laughs> staring he, at he people. said he said nothing for a few years, just held a baseball bat menacingly and then slicked off into the darkness. Like <laughs> that's all he needed to do. Yeah, people loved it. Honestly, that's probably probably why he's able to keep going at, at 62, 3, 4, whatever he is. Because there's been long stretches where he hasn't wrestled, like to the point where he is taking the physical punishment day in and day out. Right, right. I mean, before he came to AEW, he hadn't wrestled probably ages. Maybe if he's doing like a, a special event here and there. But aside from that, he wasn't wrestling. He would. He the last televised event I remember before AEW was that um, WrestleMania in, in uh, San Francisco. The uh, that was the. 
one versus Triple H, that one, right? Yes. Because he wrestled Seth Rollins before that. At the, um, the pre, whatever the pay-per-view was before, yeah. Yeah, and then he then there's the Triple H one where yes. they said, let's just squash WCW forever. Yeah. Yeah. And and the NWO would help Sting, which make no sense in canon, but that's correct. Correct. <laughs> that that was dumb. And and we're gonna have Sting enter the arena at whilst literally daylight out. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> the worst part about those West Coast WrestleManias. It's it just kills the ambiance. At least if it's SoFi Stadium, right? You can in theory dim the lights or whatever and Right, a little but, a little bit right just a little bit but come on St- sting somehow coming in from the the upper deck at night tell me that wouldn't be that that wouldn't be like the biggest reaction of that show if oh, that would have been amazing it would have been so yeah. cool oh sting all right moving on sorry said to mention that's okay <laughs> well it's the end of the show anyway so yeah <clears throat> We'll, we'll call that dumping ground part two. All right. Uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull rant. Email us Red Bull rant at gmail.com. If you want to call us 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull rant on Twitter at Red Bull rant for the show at Dr. Stooge myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. I did see that apparently Stitcher Radio is being uh, sunsetted. So if you, yeah, for no, whatever just... reason, yeah, if whatever reason you are listening to us in Stitcher, I do not know if we will be on the SiriusXM app, which apparently is what the alternative is going to be. Hmm. I. I have to see if we have any emails from Stitcher about that, but supposedly that's what they're doing is that you can use the Sirius XM app for podcasts now. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, it it might not be out yet, but that's what I, I read. So if you are one of those that happens to listen to us through Stitcher, that's just a warning. All right, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode 435 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Jay didn't let me say win, but I'll say it now. Win. Don't uh, make me right. I, damn it. I, you know, when I was saying it, I was like, something feels wrong here, and that was the problem. You were wrong, and it felt so right. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, don't, um, don't do what I said and lose i i would be it'd be very nice if you won yep and his name is john c